This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Third hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 6.03 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down Corpus Christi Way and check in with Captain Cliff Webb this morning. Good morning, Cliff. How's it going, bud? Uh, going good, Mickey. How about you, bud? You good? Oh, it's it's all good. I can't complain. <laughs> got your motorcycle. You got your motorcycle put back up in the garage tonight? Right. <laughs> I was I was hoping he's out there riding around, man. No, not me, man. I gave up on oh, Mark Donald machines. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking. I fished with Fred yesterday, and he's saying, "Man, that that bike rally is huge." Yeah, in Houston, whatever that thing is, but that's amazing, dude. That's something. what I'm hearing from everybody. Crazy. Yeah, but. It, it's been a week of great fishing down here. I've sent you some pictures, but man. Oh, I tell you, that was a big trout that kid was holding on the front of your boat. Man, oh man, what oh, a my God. toad. Well, it was a beast, wasn't it? And the funny yeah. thing about it, so <clears throat> I've had these people, um, they're from Houston, Kirk, and that was Cameron that caught that fish. And last year, Cameron in June, uh, on a, I think it was, a, it was a double D, he caught a 29. And so when he gets in the boat, he gets in the boat on Thursday, and his dad and and his brother says, "Well, you're not gonna get a 29." He says, "You know, you know, it's it's you know, you're done. I mean, you don't ever catch another 29." And so, it's we leave before dark, Mickey, and I pull in this deep mud hole. It's about 15 foot deep, and I turn the electronics on, and there's not any bottom. It's just solid fish, just solid wow. big fish. And it's so dark down there; they're not really seeing the plastic, but they just they're loading up on it, and. Uh, before it got light, we're loaded up with fish. I mean, it's just big fish, good fish. And uh, I'm really not fishing a whole lot. I'm trying to find the, the bigger fish. I'm moving around the trolling more a little bit. And my guys are catching some three-pounders, nothing really big, you know. Then I turn around, I make a cast outside the hole, kind of up on the bank, and thunk, you know, seven-pound fish. <laughs> 20 inches oh. it was my first fish today when I picked up the rod. You know, I go, man, there's some big fish in here. And we caught some really good fish in, in deep. And then all of a sudden... You see the graph, you see these fish just move it all to one side. The McMass is just move it out up in the flats. And by nine, nine o'clock, those fish have moved probably 200, 300 yards up into a flat of four and five foot of water. And that's when we caught that big fish. And uh, we're smoking them. I mean, they're all just solid fish. It's hard to even keep anything, Mickey. They want to eat some fish, but man, they're just, you know, they're three to six pounds. It's hard to put them in the box. Yeah. And, what uh, was that one fish, 31 inches? Yeah, that was the one I was to tell you about. So that thing was unbelievable. So I'm in the front of the boat, and I'm, it's getting kind of calm, so I'm having to bump the trolling motor real easy to move across. Because once you bump the boat, you got to move a little bit. You know, these fish are spooky. Yeah. And then I do the glide thing where I turn and trolling them off, and I turn off, and I glide a little bit and make everybody make a long cast because we're not waiting. We're not waiting. So, you know, you gotta got to gotta move a little bit and make a long cast to catch a really big fish out of the boat. Mm. And uh, – I look over and cameras in the very back of the boat and uh, I look over and I just see that rod just quiver with that thump, you know, and he rears back on this fish and that water loot bow is bowed like a, it is bowed as hard as it can bow and it's stripping <laughs> line. And the, and the, what I noticed immediately is the lines coming to the top 
Right. And you know what that is, man. You know and what it is. You know it's a drought. He, or a he's got his rod here. <laughs> yeah, he's got his rod 12 o'clock, you know. And he really can't throw it to the side. He's got people around him. But that fish came to the top, Mickey, and he did one of that big snake wallows where he laid up there like a pike and did that big snake wallow. <laughs> and when his mouth come open, it looked like a paint bucket with the lid off. It looked like a paint bucket full of yellow paint. with, the, And it was just this big old bucket. You know, I'm just, and I'm trying to get the dip net, and everybody's standing on the dip net, you know, so. I, I just, I don't even reel in. I just, I leave my line in the water and I'm, and the fish is coming right to the boat right now. And I look at that hook, Mickey, and it's right barely in the lip, barely in oh, there. You can Lord. see the, the hook coming through. It's just bare. I mean, it's just like barely in there. And so I throw that net down in the water right in front of that fish and he comes out and shakes and the hook comes out and his head goes in the net. Wow. I just couldn't believe the luck. I had one swipe. I mean, the second, if, if I would have missed him that time, it was game over. But I had one of those rubber nets, has that rubber sack, yeah. and just knocked the slime off of him. I had that big handle net, and I pulled that fish up in the boat. He was so long, he wouldn't go in that net. And he made one big old wallow and laid out in the boat, and thump, thump, thump on the boat, made this big old noise. you know. So I grabbed the boga, I stick it in his bottom lip, and I pull him up. And when I pull him up, my, my bad shoulder, I mean, I can't hardly lift the thing. And my, my shoulder's popping, and everything. I'm going, man, this is a toad, you know? And wow. I put him up on the scales. We're all looking at it before we put him up there. He's not hurt at all, you know. And we're on the bogey grip. And that sucker, when he's flopping, it's hitting the bottom of the can. I'm saying, man, that's, that, that might be. And then once he kind of settles down, it's right between nine, nine and a half. But that is a big fish, man. Yeah, I don't know. Is. You don't catch a lot of those big fish, you know. And the cool thing is we got those pitchers. And we put him over the side to release him. And normally I'll grab him by the tail a little bit to get him going. This fish was so hot. Luckily, I had the, the bow lanyard around my wrist because I might have lost the boga. He is tearing my wrist off trying to get off. Unsnapping, wow. he throws water in my face. I mean, it, that fish was hot. That was a hot yeah, fish. He was not fish. hurt, so he's still there. He is still there for somebody else, you know. And he's yeah. going to have a replica made. Uh, Cameron's going to have a replica made of him, you know, with the lure. We've got the lure, you know. But, uh, man, that was an exciting day, you know. God almighty. Oh, so, I'm telling you, that's uh, yeah, I, get, I just couldn't sleep last night. You know, my shoulders, I'm getting some cortisone next week in my shoulders so I can fish a little bit more. But I'm just man, my arms are about to fall off. But it's hard not to fish when it's this good. No, you, you I'd have to be, I'd have to be laid smooth out not to make a cast, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know, catching them like three that, days right. of that, you know, and then uh. But anyway, so then I have yeah, Fred. Yeah, wants to talk about them little old three to six pounders every cast when you got thirty inches <laughs> to talk about. No, that I mean that's dude. We that don't, was I a mean, thirty-one. A, well, Joey Ferris sent me a picture of a thirty-inch one of his guys oh called. Oh my god, that's awesome! I hadn't seen that one. Yeah, we're catching a lot of big fish. I know another one of my. I know another buddy caught a thirty and a half. Uh, see on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, but I then I had a Fred. A couple of other thirties also. So man, yeah, that's. Uh, well, let me tell you what's happened, Mickey. So since we've released all these big 25, 27s, well, with the mass of bait we have, these fish are putting on length and girth like you've never seen. These, just like right. the state record was six years old. These fish are growing. I mean, you wait till this winter. We're going to thump some big ones because we're now reaching that 28, 31. We're now reaching the top end. They're there. Yeah. The 18 is growing. 18 is growing. And with this new law, we're going to get 25% more biomass by doing what they did with the, well, with sure the, with we the are. Carolina, you know, Man, and so that that's... was a great deal. Thank you. Thank you for everybody that helped on that deal. All the, the people that showed up at the scoping meetings and, 
you know, people like Chad and David Rousey and all these guys, Watkins and all the guys that really put a lot of effort in you, Mickey and all those guys, you know, all the people, the fishermen that, that wanted this, it's going to all help us. You know, we're all going to be able to catch big fish because of this. Well, and I think they had a pretty good return on those surveys they sent out. I don't know how many Very, thousand they sent it was, out. It's incredible. I mean, as soon as I got mine, I mean, I filled it out that day and, and sent it back to them immediately. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of talking to them and stuff, but you know, and you know, the thing about the license too, what the deal is with the license, why we don't have a tag for an oversized trout, they had to redesign the license. The tags are full on the license now. Right. And so for partial wife to do that, they had to redesign the license and it's, you know, the license has already been sold. So they really can't do anything, but you may see a, well, a big it on trout there tag. Like a like duck you stamp, see. you know, make a trout That's stamp it. or something. You just paste it on. They're going to figure that out, Mickey. They're going to get that all going. But, you know, the thing that's really helping us is not having a whole lot of those fish over 25 coming in, just a few. So it just, it's going to keep it, it's going to keep Bath and Bay as a trophy fishery. And everybody else, just like you guys, it's really going to help you, you know? Well, I'll tell you, I've been waiting for, since Harvey, for six and a half years now. Uh-huh. And uh, just uh, hopefully... Hopefully we can get Galveston back to that because we used to be a trophy fishery too. I mean, we had. Some, oh, I know it. I know it. I mean, some unbelievable fish in this bay over the years. You know, and still, Mickey, I get uh, I get my clients. They'll send me pictures up there. Uh, they're still catching some big fish. You know, Rogley, they catch still catch some you know big fish. I still get some yeah, pictures of Galveston. You know, and I call those unicorns. But I mean, yeah, they're there though. They still got some. You'll have more as the years yeah, go on. We just what need, hoping, they need you know. to be more plentiful. Mm-hmm. We just don't and have all those age classes up to that. And, yeah. Uh, and, but it is, you know, it and is getting was, a little better each year. I mean, yeah, it uh, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. It will. It'll build back if nature will give us a break. And you I know, still and, think uh, people don't realize how many giant trout swam through Rollover Pass, used that surf in the bay. Yeah, that was that was and a sad that's thing there. That's what deal. everybody tells me, Mickey. That, I've had a lot uh, of people tell me that. I, I, if somebody can prove to me that it hadn't changed things back there, I, I'd like to hear about it. Call me well, day or night. I want to. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know it did. You know. Yeah, you know it, it, it hurt your fishery because I can tell you why. They open up Packery Channel. They open up a pass. Our fishing is incredible. Our water yeah. clarity is better. We're not getting all that sludge and stuff. The dead grass on the shoreline. We have circulation in and out with the water situation. Yeah, so. you don't hear anything about the brown or red tide stuff down there anymore no, like sir. you used to a lot. No, no, it made a big difference. You took the finger off the straw. Now it circulates all the way through, and that just, you know, made a big difference for us. Well, it uh, and I saw, I read something the other day, I think, where uh, the Packery Channel was appropriated a bunch of funds to uh, start a dredging project and, you know, dredge it out again. Yeah, well, this is what's happened. Okay, this is so funny. So, all these, our city oh, hey, has all these. Let, let me knock this break out. I all just right. looked at the clock. Uh, let me all knock right, this out and I'll come right back to you, buddy. All Hang right, on. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're located right in downtown Belleville, short drive from Sealy off I 10 or Hempstead off 290. With deer season opening up, don't forget about their spectacular processing there, their packaging. I mean, all their blends of sausage, nothing beats the processing job they do there. And this week, green onion pecan smoked sausage and double black pepper pecan smoked sausage. They're double feature and that. You can try it before you buy it. 
and uh, free samples are always available. Full menu on pecan smoked barbecue in their meat market, and they're now taking orders for country smoked turkeys for the holidays. Custom processing on pigs and calves all year long, and their wild game processing. Check out their new stuff like uh, Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's using your own venison or wild pigs. Or you can bring something home the entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 to 7, Sundays 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and they're celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, for meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we're back, bud. All right, buddy. What I was going to tell you about this Packery deal was uh, we have a new guy on our city council that's really helped us a lot, Dan Suckley. And uh, he's an old beach guy, old fisherman, surfer, you know, mm-hmm. so he kind of knows what's going on here. Well, what the city that did helps. on the north side of yeah, what they did on the north side of Packery, they run all these bulldozers trying to keep the beach, you know, flat for all the tourists. And they pile these giant mountains of sand right next to the rocks. And the north wind blows it right in the channel, and then they yeah. got to dredge the channel. Well, that pile of sand's costing them millions of dollars. Why don't they move it on? Why don't they flatten it out and put it up in the sand dunes where it doesn't blow on the channel? And they're yeah, finally figuring that out. With so it. Yeah, that's what they're finally figuring out after four or five years of that. Duh. That's kind of like they didn't have a. All these trucks were driving off in the channel, like maybe half a dozen trucks flying off at night because there's no barrier. They just fly off into the channel. Well, finally, they put some sand up along the deal after after four or five trucks. So it took a while, but they, they finally got it done, man. <laughs> Nothing moves real fast in Corpus. You know, when I went to Houston, I realized, you know, like – you guys are moving, boy. You guys are you guys are hot. We're down here like cold molasses. We're just kind of like just moving. You know, well, Houston is on fire, dude. God. Oh man, I try to stay out of there as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. I got my son, my youngest son here, uh, Cody, right now. We're getting ready to deer hunt opening day with him. I'm so excited about that, man. It's just a great weekend for me. I just uh, oh, you're at the deer lease? No, not yet, not yet. I'm not, not yet. going. I was going to hunt the morning. Well, I was going to hunt the morning and. Uh, he got in late last night, and I said, well, let's go hunt the afternoon. There's plenty of deer, so we're just going to ease out there and get in a blind this afternoon. There's just tons of tons of good deer and got a couple of calls I want to get rid of, so I'm going to let Cody knock one down. So it's going to be, be fun to hang out with him, man, so looking forward to, to seeing him today. God, he just works all the time, you know, just don't ever get to – I get my uh, annual – I usually get one annual fishing trip and a hunt trip with him, and he goes back to Houston. He's back in the grind, you know, but – but anyway, but I also was going to tell you how to, uh, so Friday, you know, our wind died down and, uh, you know, you know how it is after you have those big major bites, Mickey, like two days of just gorging how when it warms up, shuts down, gets calm, it gets tough, especially out of the boat. Right. You know, if you can wait up on the shoreline and dead calm, you know, those fish are going to move up shallow, but when you're dead calm in a 25 foot boat, uh, you know, it's hard to catch them. So I got Fred and Raymond. I just love those guys, man. They're super good fishermen. So they come down. So I'm really worried Friday. I'm able to catch any fish after that big old hammering we did. And I could not believe the fish were still biting. I get out there, and uh, it's so calm. I get up there in about four or five foot of water. I just turn a totem on a one and goose it, and both those guys can cast real good. They throw real far, and we still loaded the boat with nice fish in the upper lagoon. And then about 10 o'clock, they kind of they slowed down on us. So I went way south, south of Bathin. And got down there and found some really nice fish in like five or six foot of water down down deep on the rocks. And right. it was dead calm. But when they're down there deep like that, 
they don't sense the boat as much. You know, when you throw out there on top of those rocks, they're kind of in between the rocks and stuff. They don't really uh -huh. sense the boat and see it. And uh, they were hitting that little John, that watermelon red again, that XL, uh -huh. with a light lead head. They were just spanking that thing. It's uh, and they weren't hitting top water. Man, you could not get maybe a couple of fish blow up on top water, but they just doesn't that blow your mind would... how these fish react to different baits like that? It just it just, <laughs> just doesn't make you know, sense. You if you're throwing top water, you wouldn't think there's any fish there, Mickey. What'd that you boy know, catch that 31 incher on? Uh, uh, avocado. Let's see. Avocado. avocado brown. I'm trying to think the name of it. It was, a, it wasn't a, it was his lure too. It was a, uh, uh, God, uh, down South lure, avocado and brown. And funny cause Joey Farah, I kind of, so, so I'm at the, I'm at the dock one day <laughs> and Joey Farah hands me a pack of those worms and I throw them up on the dash and they're laying up there. And then, these guys get on the boat, you know, and uh, they've got that same color. One of them's got that same color on that rod, you know, and uh, he caught that fish. You know, I, I'm tell the truth. It's not one of my sponsors, you know, but uh, I tell the truth what we caught it on, but it was a down south, oh, yeah. you know, it was a down south. You know, I wish I told you I caught it on, we caught it on a little John or something, but I just it's tell you the true. truth what we caught it on. I understand. I mean, that's. You, know, you have uh... to, you know, that's what we caught it on. We, we caught a lot of fish that day on little John's and, and the Laguna shrimp was smoking hot for numbers of fish, the paddle tail, you know, but. Uh -huh. That's that certain fish is you know he may he ate anything but that was what he was on. But the cool thing about that fish, look at the head on that fish. That is a bucket oh, head, isn't it? A head on him like Incredible. Eddie Monster. <laughs> it was just beautiful and not a mark on her. I mean, like not a, a house blemish. Cat. <laughs> yeah, she's beautiful, fat and good. Still had still had her kill teeth. Her big kill teeth were perfect, you know. So, but the thing about I like the most about that fish is when I released her. There's no doubt she's still swimming right now. There's no doubt we hurt that fish. You know, we got her out, got her pictures. We didn't, you know, mess around. It was cool. Water was in the 60s, so, you know, she's not too much stress. It, it's hard to catch a big fish in the summer and release them and, and feel good about, man, I hope that sucker makes it because you got to revive them, you know, because they fight so hard and they're hot. But this time of year, the release fish are really the survival oh, rate. Is yeah, so they got a great chance of making it. You know, I'm looking yeah. at that picture now. I brought it back up on my phone and. That uh, the float on your boga would fit right in the mouth of that trout, no problem. <laughs> Easy. Oh, your head. The head on that trout's almost as big as the head on that on that kid that was holding it. I know it. I know it, man. And you know, I was trying to get him to hold the fish right, but we don't want to mess around. You mess around too much taking pictures, you're really stressing your fish. Well, yeah, you, and you don't want to touch yeah. it too much. You don't want to touch it. You get that slime off. You really can't wrap your hands. So. I like to hang it up like that and kind of push it out, you know, in the camera like that to kind of show it, show the fish, but you can't push it out too much. You know, it doesn't look. There was a blemish on that entire right. fish. You know, it was perfect. And then the release was great, Mickey. So someone might catch that fish might be 32, 33, you know, next Ooh, year or something this sweet. year. Oh, it's going to be there. If something doesn't, if it doesn't die of old age, somebody might catch it, you know, but right. if you put it in the ice chest, nobody's going to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's, that's no joke <laughs> yeah well he's gonna get a replica and the replicas are good now and you know we don't have to kill them now the replicas are good enough where you don't have to kill them but now i'm telling you if i catch that 38 inch trout i'm gonna get a skin mount okay because <laughs> you know i'm telling you I, I, i'm a great conservationist but a 38 or 36 that's what i'm looking for i'm probably gonna kill that one you know i'm like plob i'm probably gonna kill that one you know um I'll string him through the eyeballs 36 inches. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, so I can say that. But all the other ones, and I'm not going to kill anything that I, I got bigger on the wall. I'm not going to stick a fish on the wall under what I got. This just don't make any sense. No. Yeah. Well, that, 
That's uh, that's what we go for right there. Yes, sir. Your personal best, and you know. But uh, and the only reason I say that because my one of my good friends, John Glenn, does those skin mounts, and you know all those fish I have on my wall are his skin mounts, and I I love the replicas and something, but there's something about a fish that is exactly the way you caught it. I mean, he don't get, he doesn't give you an inch anywhere. He doesn't give you nothing. It's exactly the way you caught it. Right. And that's that's kind of what I like about those skin mounts. That's what's unique about them. And uh, yeah, all my skin mounts they look like Frankenstein trout. Now I've got them out on the back patio. They're undercover, but they catch all the elements. Uh huh. Hell, I had yeah, uh, you know. Carolina wrens building a bird nest in one stringer mount. <laughs> I remember that. I remember Hatching that. Babies, three little baby birds jumped out of there and flew off. Man, I said, boy, that, these good trout. Stuff. These trout are really paying back. They are, man. Golly, Mickey, that's yeah, neat stuff, that's, man. Well, hey, were you nest. excited about deer hunting? You got any got a deer hunt uh, set up with Blaine yet? Are you going or? No, I'm. I mean, I will later. You know, I'm a. Mm-hmm. Unless we, you know, we get a good strong front in here and it cools things down real good. I imagine it's going to be, you know, 85 or 90 degrees today down there. Oh, yes, sir. It is. The whole week is going to be hot. Yeah, it's going to be hot this uh, week. No, we get a good cold one in. I may make an early jump down there, make a hunt. Yeah. We stop by here and do do it. When I shot that big old six is is when I did that. A big cold front came in. It was 28 that morning. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, man. That big old, 28 uh, in South Texas, 28, 28 degrees down there. It's cold everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and then that afternoon it was like 65, 70 degrees. But, boy, it was nice and crisp that morning. And that big old six came out, and I just said, hey, I'm rolling this thing. Yeah, that was an unbelievable picture. I, I couldn't believe when I got that picture. <laughs> it was just amazing. I mean, 27-and-a-half-inch main beams and just, you know. You don't ever see that. 21 no. inches wide inside and then. Big G twos. I said, "Hey, I'm I'm taking this. That's that's a trophy that's for a me." Special deer. Oh yeah, yeah. Barry sent me a picture last night. Uh, he's got a deer with I think they call it a flyer, where that antler comes way off the main beam. Uh-huh. You know, sticks way out in the air. It's the neatest looking buck. Big old mainframe ken. Big old stud about a one seventy. Got that big old flyer. I think he calls it a flyer or something. Kicks off one end, but man, yeah, I've got, got one like that. That the G two on its left main beam uh, goes way up, mm-hmm. and then it and then it points back it's bent over on the mm-hmm. end and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool oh, looking neat. that's one of my bigger yeah. deer deer cool. like that well hey when you go down to blaine be sure and stop by and make a wait with you mickey because i think december is yeah. going to be off the chart here. yeah God, I'm, I'm with you brother january but come on man i'd just love to have you again man it's been too long i know and next time i go to houston I'll, I'll try to i'll try to get up with you but that was a quick trip you know with my son just yeah, we'll furniture. get hooked up <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll put there. you on uh, multitudes of pencils down here, buddy. You'll, oh, I, it don't matter about the fish. I, this I know you need practice. Well, they won't hurt your shoulder too bad. Like they won't hurt fish. my You're shoulder? Down there. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> but you never oh, know. Man. That unicorn oh, could yeah. come. It can. I mean, I saw some pictures from Galveston every once in a while. There's some studs still around there, you know. Yeah. Good fish, man. Yeah, the better fish I've been seeing – caught this year you know when you somebody does catch a six or seven pounder it's usually on the west end down there mm-hmm. and uh yeah, i don't well, know where they're catching one, but they send me some good pictures yeah and that west end tournament uh 
this past year that guy caught that 965 or whatever it was what mm -hmm. boy what a beast that was a big fish man and caught it in the tournament won all the money and how long how long was that fish Mickey? your fish are, are a little shorter and bulkier than ours yeah right? our fish have bigger shoulders you know bigger girth right. on them and uh i think man the tens that i've caught have just barely been 30 inches you know i had one that was That's 30 and a half another one that was 30 and a quarter and you know, they just, uh, they're real fat and healthy. Yeah, like 20 inches around or 19 inches around, big old, oh, big old yeah. toes. They got some girth on them, man. Big old stub tail, like a big old stub tail <laughs> water monster, man. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff, man. Well, I'm, I don't know what this week's going to, I don't have any trips this week. It's crazy. No trips at all this week, so I'll probably hang out the deer lease and fix all the feeders, go fishing by myself. And the following week, I'm, I'm good, but it's funny because it's so sporadic with the deer hunters. You know, there's hardly any people on the water. Friday because everybody's going to the deer lease. I mean, oh, they're usually feeding feeders and pack. getting yes, ready sir. for the opening morning jitters, baby. It's gonna happen yeah, this I'm, morning. I'm, hey, to get some good pictures of some good deer that uh, Blaine or somebody kills, be sure and send them to me. I love those. Oh, photos. I will. Awesome. I got a, I got a couple. I'll send you during the break. I'll screenshot them and send them to you. Okay, cool. Bow kills. I mean, big deer bow kills. Oh, oh man, man, monsters. Uh, all right cliff well hey bud if somebody wants to come down and fish with you give them a give them a number where they can get hooked up with you my friend uh, all right mickey i'm in area code 361-949-0707 hey thanks for having me on mickey hey anytime cliff and uh hey keep it going hi right, bob i will thanks man all right see you brother all right that's captain cliff webb down in corpus christi well, you know, folks, it's another innovation from Seaguar. They're the proven leader in saltwater leader material, introducing their new Gold Label Leader. It's Seaguar's thinnest leader material yet. It's 18% thinner and 17% stronger than any other Seaguar leader. And that means it's even less visible underwater and creates more natural pre presentations for better catch rates in clear water, especially on leader-shy fish. And the new Gold Label, it's made with exclusive Seaguar fluorocarbon resins. They build it in a double structure process. It provides exceptional knot and tensile strength, yet it's soft and it cinches easily for fail-safe knots. Get Seaguar Gold Label at your fa favorite tackle dealer, or you can learn more at Seaguar.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 636 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run up to Lake Livingston, Pinwall Campground and Marina, and check in with Harry Detan. Harry, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, Mickey. How are y'all down there this morning? Good? It's all good in the hood, brother. It's all good in the hood. Well, it's, you know, I'm glad the time's changing because it's pitch black out there right now. It's getting me. It might as well be midnight, but. But uh, we ain't got a breath of wind. I mean, uh, there might be a little bit of wind, but not much. I mean, it's just pretty calm. And uh, about 56 degrees right here this morning. And you know, the on the good side of the news, I mean, we put uh, we put two foot of water in this lake in the last five or six days. And How way it's looking feet? at two feet. We're two foot. We're at uh, uh, one. Uh, we're t we like two feet being back up to full pool. And if you look at all the gauging stations going up the river, 
uh, I'll bet you this time uh, next week we'll be real close to normal pool. Well, that's good. So, uh, there's a there's a Dallas got some really good rains up yonder, and they did, man. That that line uh, stayed over them for two days. You know, just training. They did. You know, from they did south um, to north. They got a yeah. lot of good rain. So a lot of good rain and, and flooding. Uh, right now, there's there's still a lot of water in the, the river system coming out of the Dallas area, and uh, uh, so it, we're going to be. I think this time next week we're going to be real close to. Uh, I uh, well, I think we're going to be full. I mean, we might. We might miss it a little bit, but not much. But, uh, you know, we've got uh, – Well, that'll be good of, for uh, y'all and good for me. That way y'all won't be releasing any and shoving it my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all, it'll all work out, Mickey. I mean, you know, this old Trinity River here, you know, and I've seen it time and time again, you know, and I'm, I'd have people ask it, well, what's it going to take a year for it to fill up? I said, no, just no. a couple of good <laughs> rains. And, one, one, good, uh, one good storm system. Uh, Man, it changes everything. It, it, it can fill Livingston. You know, Livingston, you know, it's got like 720 miles of riverfront uh, watershed in the state of right. Texas. And, and that, you know, that encompasses hundreds and hundreds of thousand acres of water rolling off of it. So, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't take a whole lot to, to make Livingston come back up so but anyway we'll be glad to see it we really will i mean you know it's, it's no fun being on a on a low lake i mean there was a good opportunity and there's still a bit of an opportunity you know if you want to get out on the lake uh this this weekend or next week it's a good time to look around and, and see know exactly where you're going and all i mean although uh this uh new two foot of water has covered up a lot of things i mean but there's been a lot of people uh, out looking around and, and uh, uh, you know, like the dog, I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize where I was really going, you know, and I mean, and you don't unless you, unless you see it down low. Right. So anyway, that, that's been working all right. I mean, uh, it's just, it's been kind of a, uh, off and on week, uh, uh, day before yesterday, uh, <laughs> I had, I had, a, I had good ice on my windshield when I, when I went to leave, I mean, we got a we got a uh, good hard uh, frost, and uh, we had ice on the windshield and everything else. And, uh, yesterday morning I didn't. This morning we didn't. This morning we're back up to about fifty six degrees, but but uh, a lot of uh, like some of my banana trees, you know, it, it whacked in. They're starting to turn a real dark green. That means they're on the way out, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, they kind of got frost nipped, so. So that's that's all right. So uh, things have been rocking along good here in Livingston. Uh, uh, still seeing some white bass caught, and, and uh, you know, and, and the catfish are doing pretty good. Black bass are they're uh, they're hanging in there pretty decent. I've got a couple of friends that's about all they do is black bass fishing. They they've been doing fairly well. They sure have. But it's been real quiet up here on the lake. Uh, not a lot going on. Uh, on the downside of it, you know, when you get some water back in this lake, I mean, because a lot of these uh, bulkheads, <clears throat> you take the water pressure against it, you know, and, and you get a hard rain, I mean, it's pushing bulkheads over uh, right and left, especially if, they're, if their house is sitting kind of on a hill where you can get that water running real fast downhill towards the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, it just it'll just pull your uh, tie backs up and, and and bend your bend your sheets right over, you know, and uh, that's that's not that's not a good deal for a lot of people. It's sure not, but uh, but <clears throat> that's kind of you know uh, everybody wants a lake house, but and stuff like that and live on the lake, but you forget about the the big storms that roll in in the winter I mean, in the winter time and stuff like that and you can just see your bulkheads washing out. Not all the time, but you know, from time to time they'll just, they'll certainly do it. And it's just a, a big big expense if you is. But everything's been going good up here in Livingston. Uh, uh the weather's been nice. Uh as I got up the other morning I had uh, four deer standing in my front yard and uh uh the deer, uh, I guess it's because of the rut, maybe, but uh, they've been moving a lot at night, uh, trying to, you know, forage around and get something to eat and everything else. So, uh, a lot of people, I know they're out in the woods this morning. I mean, they're waiting for daylight right now. It so, is opening morning. There are a bunch of people open. out. <laughs> I promise you. I, I <laughs> You know, maybe one time it was probably about I don't know, it was fifteen, twenty years ago, but but uh uh Friday night before opening morning on Saturday, uh the news they shot a they shot a picture of uh I think he was looking down forty five towards Houston. And my gosh, you talk about a herd of campers, four wheelers and everything else, you know. <laughs> hey, heading for the deer lakes. I mean, they had a regular that was quite a few years ago, but they had a regular traffic jam going down through there. People trying to get out of Houston and get up to deer leases and stuff I'm like sure that. I'm sure it's worse now. Oh, oh yeah. It, it sure is. I mean, I was looking back at some pictures there when we was kids, you know, and we always thought we had a pretty good camp there. And then, you know, there in New Mexico, there wasn't no parks. We just went up in the mountain. There wasn't no deer leases right. or nothing. We just went up in the mountain. We just camped out, you know, but. We we thought we had some pretty good camps, and I uh, come across some pictures there, and uh, I, I looked at it and I said, "Boy, I tell you what, we were we were poor in church mice, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we just had some old tents set up, and and uh, you know, pretty pretty bare bones. We got a little got our water out of a little old creek and." You know, and I mean, that was before yellow snow came into effect, you know, where they said yellow don't drink snow. the water. But, yeah. But, don't eat uh, the yellow snow. <laughs> don't eat that yellow snow. Uh-uh. But uh, it was pretty, pretty bare bones. But, you know, uh, when, you, when you didn't have anything better, I mean, nobody had an RV trailer. Or, <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't, nobody had anything, you know. I mean, it was just. You yeah, camp, camping out's a little different these days. It, camping out is almost like staying in the holiday. It sure is. But uh, I know one time, Mickey, we that uh, where we hunted at, my mother picked me and my brother up to, after school. And we wasn't very far from where we hunted at, but uh, she'd drive us up yonder. My dad and his friends had made us down to the base of the mountain, and, and then we'd go on up. But that one time, he was a. Uh, uh, gonna go up and, and that old car was in uh, uh that uh, it had a bunch of loose rock on the road and it was spinning out having a hard time making it up yonder and anyway there was one 
one lady in there, and she was a she was a big woman. And my dad, I remember he went around there and he said, "Eileen, you mind helping us out a little bit?" And he said, well, "What do you need, Leroy?" And he said, "Well, you come and get in this trunk. We'll have a little more weight in the back of this car when we get up there." <laughs> and you know, she did it too. She did it, you know, and uh, but uh, you know. Those are times, you know, some of those times, you know, they just stick in your mind. I mean, you know, I know one time that woman, her husband would carry her a mattress up the other and they'd sit down in a, uh, she had an opening down through there where there used to be an old sawmill and you had a real good feel of view looking out through there. they come by then giving her a, a hard time about, about her and her rifle. And she had a, it was a 30-40 Craig, what it was. And, right. And, they bet her that she couldn't hit a mockingbird out of the tree, or it wasn't a mockingbird, it was some kind of a bird up the top yeah. of the pine tree. That woman picked up that rifle and blowed that bird nine ways or smithering, you know. They quit, <laughs> they quit bagging her about a shot. She was a good shot, but I think there was a little luck in that one, too. But, uh, but we used to have a lot of, a lot of good times, uh, uh, in those mountains. I mean, you know, then there wasn't, there wasn't any deer leases. Uh, uh, I think they've got some leases in New Mexico now. But but then, I mean, you know, if it was national forest, which nearly all the land was was uh, national forest, and if a, if a rancher uh, had land, if he had it legally posted, yeah, you uh, couldn't hunt on it, and he couldn't hunt on it either. Now, and his friends couldn't hunt on it. Nobody could hunt on it. But if it wasn't, all you had to do is go up and talk to that guy and tell him what you wanted to do, and he'd give you permission to hunt that land. So oh, back when I was a kid, that's the way it was around my area. Those uh, yeah, those rice farmers they'd uh, they loved it when you'd come in. They'd let you go hunt on their property and blow all them ducks and geese out of there. Oh yeah, and, uh, oh, I bet that's right. <laughs> now they charge a fortune for uh, you know property to hunt on. Crazy oh, I know. I mean, it, really nuts. It, it uh, it uh, it's expensive to go hunting and all, and you know, I mean, because time you time you buy seventy thousand dollar four wheel drive pickup and twenty thousand dollar side by side, and got to have a good travel trailer to go with it, and a deer lease. My, my God, you got a pretty large investment there. You really do. Yeah, that uh, that meat is very expensive when you look at it like it's, that. You know, Mickey, you know, if you think about it, you could put on a good set of camouflages, slip off down to HEV and hunt around that uh, meat department for a ribeye a lot cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you wouldn't, you know, there's more to it than just hunting. I mean, you get get out there with a bunch of guys and visit and sitting around the fire at night and stuff like that, playing dominoes and stuff. uh, there's, 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 there's a lot that goes in along with that. There, there sure is. I mean, oh yeah. Wind up having a good time. I mean, well, you can do your own thing, and it's you know it's, it's uh it's escape time from reality. Uh huh. Yep. And just it you know, is. thrill of the hunt, and you know oh, watching yeah. watching the wildlife and all that. But it's uh-huh. uh, if you're just going for meat purposes. Yeah. You'd be better off yeah. calling the Belleville and tell them, hey, man, just uh, butcher me a yeah. whole steer. And, yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll fill up two freezers. 
<laughs> yeah. And being well, way ahead you know, of the game. <laughs> way ahead of the game, you know. I mean, you know, it's just like it's just like fishing up here, you know. I mean, you know, get what catch what you want. You don't have to fill your feet freezer up. No. Just get your fish to eat, you know, and and go on down the road, you know, and and uh, and but you know they'll get people come in here and and. They'll say, you know anybody that wants some fish? And, and I'm saying, well, why don't you just throw them back? If you, you know I mean? You can catch and release all you want. And all. I mean, there's no sense of this, you know, deliberately uh, knowing that you're not going to take them and clean them and you're going to have to find somebody to take them, you know I mean? Exactly. And, uh, I mean, just, you know, just catch them, throw them back, and keep on catching. You know catching. how much game, you know, as far as game and fish and everything that are wasted a year? Tons of, of it. Millions of it, man. Yeah, millions tons of, of it, yeah. Of it. It, it sure is. I mean, there's no there's no sense, you know. If everybody would be, uh, you know, just take what you can use, I mean, and then everything would be a lot, be a lot better, you know. Sure. I mean, it really would. We I see people, you know, starting in what May, April, or maybe even sooner than that. You know, they say, you know, anybody that needs any fish, we we need <laughs> to clean out our freezer, you know, to make room for more, you know. And I said, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, they want to give everybody their freezer burn fish that went to waste yeah. in the freezer all year, to so they can put more in there to do the same. Right thing. where they can where they can put more in there, you know. That's that's not right. It's that's embarrassing. Topic. I'd be I'd be embarrassed to even admit that. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, but go fishing. You know, I mean, uh, you don't. If 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 you're just looking to fill your freezer or something like that, uh, be better off just getting a job. You know what I mean? Right. Buy buy more groceries, but uh, you know it. it I I I truly believe in. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, fish management, game management, you know, but if you're going to take them home and eat them, get you a good mess of fish to take home and eat. Yes. If, if you're just going to stock them up in the freezer and, and wait, you know, I mean, you really shouldn't do that. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having, a, a, you know, a few extra packages of fish in your freezer, but when you got a whole freezer full of fish and, and you know good and well you're be you should be really hard to eat that many through the winter. You know, I mean, you, uh, it's not good. I mean, anyway, when I when I want some fish, maybe I wind up just going down to Florida and I can spare about twelve, thirteen bucks and get a nice place of fried fish and, and potato <laughs> yeah. salad and everything else. And he does the dishes and cooks, cooks the fish anyway. And it's real good. It sure is. But uh, I don't know. Each his own. It's kind of, kind of like deer meat. Uh, you know, maybe we eat so much deer meat when we was kids. I don't really even like deer meat no more. I mean, uh, I mean because there where we live, that's that's it'd be fruitful better. I mean, that's about uh, about all we had to eat. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it, uh, we we ate a lot of uh, deer meat, a lot of dove, a lot of quail. Ducks I never could eat. My mother knew thousands of ways to fix a duck, but you know, uh, for me, it's better to, to eat the stuff and throw the duck away, you know. But uh, but we we was raised eating that, and, and uh, uh, I mean because you know I guess my folks just 
didn't have enough money to, to buy a lot of a lot of groceries. And, but that's just the way it was, you know. I mean, we just we just that's the way we lived. Well, so, I have a majority of my venison made into uh, hamburger. You know, with hamburger, thirty percent brisket in it. And uh-huh, man, uh-huh. it's great to cook with. What do you want to make? Homemade oh, yeah. hamburgers, lasagna, chili. You know, you can make a thousand things out of hamburgers. Mickey. You can, and it goes a long you know. ways. And it, uh, yeah, it doesn't get wasted at my house. I can tell you that. No, it doesn't. I'm already no, low. Can. I'm gonna. I'm I'm in the limping stages now. I need to make a hundred. You're in the limping <laughs> stages. Yeah. Well, I'm hey, limping. hey, I'm limping. Yes, you may have to go break down if you don't get anything real soon. Get you get you a roll of that red rind bologna, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Times are tough, yeah. man. <laughs> Times are tough. I hey, bologna ain't get... even cheap anymore. <laughs> no, it ain't. I mean, it sure isn't. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, every time it I is. I I'll go to the grocery store and I'll walk around and I'll look. You know, and I've done some silly things, but you know, here in the last six months, I will guarantee you, Mickey, I've gone to the grocery store to buy some groceries, and I'll walk around the grocery store, and I'll say, it's all too high. I'll walk out of the store and not buy a cotton-picking thing, because I didn't, I didn't like the price. I wasn't hungry enough, and I didn't like the prices, you know. I mean, one and two dollar items are now five dollar items. It's crazy. They man. are. They are. All right, yeah, Harry, man. I got to roll, buddy. I'm out of time. If somebody wants to call you up at Pinwall, how do they get a hold of you, man? Uh, just call us here at Pinwall. is uh, 936-967-4752. Just give us a call anytime. Thanks, Harry. Have a good weekend. Right. See you, buddy. Have all a right. good day. Bye-bye. We're going to do it. All right, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early, 4 a.m., Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston.